Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife. This conversation is going to be engaging, sometimes educational, a little bit funny, and always real. It is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life. So join us on this journey to seize your midlife. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Seize Your Midlife. I am so glad you are here today. And listen, if you like the show, will you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform? Believe it or not, that is the number one way to help podcasters get more people to the podcast. So, and like I always say, the more women that join in on this conversation, the fuller it will be. But in the meantime, let's dive in to today's show. I am so excited because I have a new guest today, Jody Silverman. Jody lives in Philadelphia with her husband of 30 years. That's inspirational. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she is the mom of two adult children and the girl who always sees the glass not just as half full, but overflowing. And I love that. Mm. She is passionate about resilience, mindset, and happiness. And Jody shares her insights through public speaking and her community, which I cannot wait for you to hear about, called Moms Who Dare. When Jody is not working, she enjoys time with her friends and her family, especially when it involves a fire pit and a good cocktail. And who does not love that? So welcome to the show, Jody. Oh, thank you, Bri. And hi, everybody. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to have you on and that we found each other and both are passionate about this midlife space. So I can't wait to dive into your story. But the first thing I ask everyone on this podcast is, how old are you? 56. I am 56 and proud of it. That's awesome. And I love that you are 10 years ahead of me because it gives me, and I'm sure it'll give all the listeners too, like that hope that there is so much energy and excitement in these years to come. So, so excited. And where are you right now? Where am I in my life or where am I physically? Physically, physically. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I was having a little fun with that. So right now, actually, I'm in Washington, D.C. That's fantastic. Okay. And it sounds like just kind of looking back onto your story, mm-hmm. that when you were in your 40s, you had two kids, you were happily married, you had a successful business, a print brokerage company, it sounds like, but something just started shifting for you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, I would love to because I think so many women can resonate with this. So yeah, I had a... a I, I spent a whole career in sales. And at the time when I was about 45, 
my kids were in high school and I had a print brokering business. Just simply, I sold commercial printing. Whatever a business needed printed for their business, I was the one who would go out and find the printer and I would broker the deal. And it just, I don't know, it just wasn't doing it for me. You know, things, the landscape and how we communicated with our clients was changing due to faxing and due to emailing and nobody wanted that in-person connection. And I was feeling a little bit depressed about it. I'm a very much um, a relationship person, Brie. And I just found like, yeah, it just wasn't doing it for me. And selling printing, I don't know, I just started getting this feeling inside that there was just something more. There was something different I was meant to be doing than selling printing. And I don't want to diss it because it was a great opportunity for me to have my own business and be, you know, have one foot in the work world and one foot in the mom world. Um, And yet, yeah, it just didn't feel right anymore. Well, and talk about kind of then what ends up happening. And I know you mentioned to me that you were really passionate about tennis and it was an injury that you sustained that prevented you from playing tennis that really kind of made a big impact on your path. Is that right? It did. You're absolutely right. So, you know, having go, I worked for a national company first out of college, and then I started the print business um, when I decided I wanted to be more present as a mom in my kid's life, which also allowed me to have flexibility of my time. And I discovered a love for tennis. And that became another part of my physical and my physical well-being, as well as community. I ended up being captain, uh, captaining teams and, and finding this whole new group of friends with this common interest. And then I got hit with a knee injury and I was knocked out of the game for almost nine months. And even though I was still a captain of the team, I, I sunk into what I call, you know, a situational depression that was really just brought on because I felt really disconnected. I was stuck at home. I wasn't physically active, you know, physical exercise. It releases endorphins and that great feeling of oxytocin in our body. And I wasn't having that. And I, and I do believe that it was being thrust into that little situational depression that allowed me to take a step back and really say to myself, you know, okay, so here I am. And if I can't play tennis ever again, which didn't happen, I'm happy to say, and my kids are getting ready to, to graduate high school and all I have left is this print business, is that enough? And I was just like, hell no. I'm like, no, it, it just, it wasn't. And, and, that, and that started, you know, a whole opening up to opportunity and possibility. Well, and I think it's really important to kind of say that you were asking yourself, is this enough? Because I think that that is such a common question Mm -hmm. that women in midlife are asking. Like, okay, my life is good, but is it fulfilling? My life is full, but is it Mm-hmm. Is it is it enough? And so I think that that's a question that a lot of women listening are asking right now and even without an injury, you know, that it is just such an important time of reflection and kind of asking, is is there more than this? And so what did you do with this feeling? So I was in a very quiet space at the time and and, and you said something interesting. It doesn't have to be an injury. And usually there is some kind of life transition or life change or life event. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as an injury. Empty nest is a big one. Empty nest, the impending empty nest, just knowing that it's happening. You know, so much happens as your kids enter high school that, you know, has them wanting and desiring independence from you. And 
as I answered that question, Brie, in that quiet space, I felt a little guilty. I felt guilty. I'm going to say, you know, that that whole guilt is who am I not to feel fulfilled and happy? I mean, like you said, Brie, I have a great, I'm married to a great man. My kids were healthy for all intents and purposes. I had community. I have family around me. And yet there I was saying, is this enough? No. And I think a lot of people do that to themselves. And it was in this space, I mean, it was a matter of a couple hours that all this happened. I I started thinking, I asked the question, I answered the hell no, and then I felt guilty. And then I realized, okay, Jody, this has nothing to do with all those roles you play. It has nothing to do with me as a wife. It has nothing to do with me as a businesswoman. It has nothing with me to do as a partner, as a daughter, as a mom. It had everything to do with just me, Jody. What did Jody need for herself? And that's where I, that's when I had the breakthrough, when I realized I'm allowed to want something just for me to feel fulfilling and exciting again. That's when I believe, when I look back on it, I didn't know this consciously. That's when I believe that I allowed my mind and my heart and my soul to be open to possibility and opportunity that would present itself to me. And I think that's such also an important thing to just grab onto because I think so often as moms, we are kind of just laden with guilt. Literally from the second we are pregnant, we start feeling mom guilt, right? And we also just, you know, spend so much of our lives focusing on other people that our identity becomes that in so many ways. And so I think it's really important that women take a moment and say, who am I independent of my job? Who am I independent of my children, of my husband? Because it is important to go, what am I doing just for me to fill my cup? And that, of course, you're grateful, but you can be grateful and want more at the same time. They don't have to be two separate things. And I think that's so important because a lot of times we're like, oh, who am I to complain? Brie, absolutely. I mean, and and the other thing I want to add, if I may, is that it also is another learning moment, teaching moment for our children. If you are a mom, if you are a mom, um, your children are watching. And if they see you unhappy and sacrificing everything for them, they're going to grow up thinking that's how they have to live their life. And we get to start teaching our children by doing, by showing that, you know what? I want something for me too. I was watching my kids fearlessly embracing life and adventure. And I'm like, I want to do that again. And, and so, yeah, we are allowed to do it. It's not selfish. It's a must. It's an absolute must. If we're going to be able to thrive in our life and, and show up for those in our life fully. Yes. And I love, too, what you said about, like, your modeling for your kids. Yes. Also taking care of your soul and your spirit because you are out there encouraging them to do that, right? Such an important thing. So, okay, getting back to kind of this path and this story, at this time when you're kind of saying to yourself, oh, hell no, like the printing business is not enough and you're in this quiet, reflective space because of your injury – you have a friend come to you and introduce you to an MLM. And I know this is something that you had never thought about before, but suddenly here it is in front of you. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yes, because this was a pivotal, pivotal point in my life and to my story. So my one of my closest friends who I respect and value her opinion on everything from motherhood and life and business called me up and she said those words we all if we've ever heard stories about, oh, you don't want to do MLMs and direct sales, we those words that nobody wants to hear. And it was, hi, Jody, um, I have a business opportunity that you have to look at. And I thought, oh, God, <laughs> no. And honestly, Bray, I said, oh, God, no, just from hearsay, not from experience. I've never experienced MLM. Nobody had ever approached me. I knew about Avon. I knew about Pampered Chef. You all heard the horror stories of Amway, which I think is still like number one out there. But because it was Beth, because it was who the person was on the other phone, I'm like, okay, I'll listen. And I met her and another good friend that I valued at a coffee shop and they showed me a video and I just sat there and I'm like, this just makes sense. Like it, I'm like, it was sales. All it was was sales. And it was just sales differently. It wasn't in corporate America anymore. And I thought to myself, why do people say this is a bad thing? And I sat there, I said nothing. I said, I have to think about it. And I went home and I talked to my husband, who is a CPA. I said, I want you to look at this. I, I just want you to tell me I'm not crazy, or I am crazy. I invited Beth over. She showed him the video. And it was a very low startup. And he's like, you know what, Jody? I think you can do this. Go do it. If you don't like it, you can always stop. I looked at him like, okay. And um, that okay, that yes. So it went from a hell no to allowing me to say my first yes to a new business opportunity, thinking it was the business and the money I wanted. And oh my gosh, Brie, my whole world opened up. I was totally thrown into a world and introduced to personal growth and development. Yeah, and I remember you mentioning this. You know, it sounds like you, one, like climbed the ranks of this MLM really quickly. And I do think that people listening resonate with the kind of, oh gosh, like, hey girl, I got something for you kind of thing. But you are one of many women that I've interviewed that have, you know, gone ahead to have six-figure plus businesses from MLM. So you're right. there. It isn't all what the stereotype from kind of back in the day that we have. And it sounds like you quickly were rising through the ranks and you mentioned to me that you had never been introduced to personal development before and that this was kind of like an aha moment for you. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I need to, to share a little part of the story is that, you know, I struggled a lot in school my whole life. I didn't fail, but um, I just school, just the way you're taught, the things you have to study, how to study. I just, I always struggled. And the four years in college were really, really difficult not socially, did that just fine. And what I realized when I was introduced, when I say personal growth and development, I mean, I was introduced to, I was invited to go to conferences where speakers like Darren Hardy, if you don't know Darren Hardy, you can Google him. I was introduced to thought leaders like Jim Rohn and Brene Brown. We all know Brene Brown and, and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I mean, the classics. And I started to hear people speak about those topics. And then I started to read the books and I was never an avid reader. And it just, it, again, it opened me up to realize that although I had had so much success in my careers, which I always had success, I had so many fears and limiting beliefs inside of me still that I didn't know were there. And, 
And it helped. It helped to bring things to my conscious awareness. And it helped to be surrounded by hundreds of people that were all absorbing the same information and all looking for the same answers that I was looking for. The personal growth and development is priceless. It was like, it's, I, I explained it like it's, it was a university, the college education that I was so desperately in search and in need of. You know, I think that's such a good point because I do think that there are so many life-changing thought leaders and books and things like that that are out in that space of personal development that give you information that you're never taught in school that really can be life-altering. And, you know, you can look at all those those people, you know, like a Rachel Hollis, for example, who has a high school degree and has gone on to be one of the biggest, you know, thought leaders and inspirational podcast hosts and authors and everything that there is so much more to our development than our traditional schooling. And I think it's so important to pick up those books, to listen to those podcasts and to feel that inspiration. And so I think that's such an important thing, you know, not just in your story, but should be really in everybody's story. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it helps you understand yourself better. It helps you understand why it is you do what you do and how you do what you do. It brings awareness. Self-awareness is the number one thing that can help break open your whole world in great ways. Yes, absolutely. And at some point, you know, you're so successful in this business, but you make the decision to become a life coach. How did that happen? Yeah, so um, we had a women of power, I guess, subculture in the group, a community, and they would host events just for us. And they brought in a life coach that specifically coached women in the direct sales MLM industry. And her name was Nikki and she was on stage and she was just talking about coaching and and helping us understand that we're we're coaching our team members. It was all about how to be a coach for a leader for your team members using coaching. And I realized in that moment, sitting in the room, you know, I wanted to learn more about the skills, the asking questions, the listening better. I don't consider myself an amazing listener. I'm much better, but I I wasn't a great listener. Um, The patience part, I didn't have the patience for it. I didn't grow up asking questions, being curious. And I I was intrigued by it. So I said yes. And I went to a four-day coach certification, like a mini certification run by Nikki. And then that led me to really saying, you know what, I want to become a certified life coach. And I really did it because I wanted to learn more and grow more for myself. And I wanted to learn more and support other moms. Yeah, I love that. And it sounds like simultaneously, your daughter's getting ready to leave for college, right? So it's kind of a big time in your life. Yeah, it was. Ellie was a senior in high school at the time when I was like 45. And I made that that that, that realization that I wanted more. She was a senior. My son was a freshman. And like I said earlier, Brie, I believe one of the most pivotal moments in pre-empty nest is high school, especially when they get the driver's license because they no longer require you to take them to and from, and they have independence. But it was a very pivotal moment because my daughter was leaving and I was having an amazing time. I was discovering who I was and I was meeting these amazing people and I was thriving and succeeding and I was becoming who I was meant to become now. 
And I didn't want, I wanted to bring that to my friends. I wanted to bring that to my fellow mom friends who had the same age, you know, son or daughter as my daughter, Ellie. And I wanted them to experience this fun. I was scared. I was scared. It was uncomfortable at times, you know, that stepping out of your comfort zone. And yet it was so exciting. My husband, even after I joined the MLM and I started doing new and different things, he made a comment. He goes, it's like you came alive again, not in our personal life, but he saw how unfulfilled I was in what I was doing in business. And I wanted to do that for other women. I wanted to support other moms. I just love moms. <laughs> I love that. I love no mom left behind. I love that. And I, I think too, it's important like that you were 45 years old and you're embarking on something new. And I think that that is such an inspiration and what moms that are in their forties need to hear. Like you can come up with a brand new dream right now, like today. It's not too late. And, you know, you can just hear the energy in your voice and the excitement that, you know, I imagine you felt then and it sounds like you still feel now. And I think that that is one of the main things that people miss in midlife. Their life has become kind of rote and routine and responsibilities. And that like just sheer like can't wait to wake up to get out of bed because I'm so pumped about what I'm doing. I think people are missing that. And so I just, I'm so excited for them to hear you say at 45, I was like, woo, I'm just so excited and I want to share it. Brie, can I just, can I share? Because I love what you said, because I want to also be clear for any woman listening to this right now, it doesn't have to be another career. It doesn't have to be a business opportunity. You know, before the business opportunity, finding tennis was a huge moment for me. It brought community into my world. It brought exercise into my world. It brought competitiveness. And I didn't know what a competitor I really was. So it could just be as simple as asking the question, you know, and sitting with it. Like I sat with that question, is this enough? And I didn't know what enough was. Just sitting with it. It could be a hobby. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be a career. And I just want to make sure people understand that we use the word passion, passion. And I just want to make sure you, that everybody understands and give you permission that passion doesn't have to mean a career. I just wanted to make sure people understood that. Yeah. And actually I have an episode, it's called Uncover Your Passion. And it goes really in line with what you just said. And it is about just paying attention to the things that that light a spark in you. Yes. And like you said, it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to go do this big thing. It doesn't have to be joining the MLM or starting a business or getting a new job. It really can be, like you said, finding a sport you love. It can be finding something that you're what I say sometimes is the thing that bothers you that then moves you to go, oh, I'm going to help with this cause, you know, picking up garbage at the beach or whatever it is, you know, that there are things that can light your fire and ignite a passion in you that are not your career. So yes, a hundred percent. I agree with you on that. It's so important. It doesn't have to be that. And I don't want people to be like, oh gosh, the big thing. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing that you just light, you put some kindling on. That's it. (laughs) Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Okay, great. Well, so let's just kind of talk about, because I know you said there was this moment where you're in this room listening to this woman speak, and this is when a major light bulb goes off Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. So, and this is why I tell people, say yes, say yes to a conference, say yes to going someplace, just say yes to opportunity. Because I said yes by myself 
locally by me to a, um, a, a chamber of commerce. It's called Power Your Potential. I think there was like over 300 women in that room. And I remember going and the, the keynote speaker was a woman named Lou Ann Kahn. She's an eight-time Emmy award-winning broadcast journalist here in Philadelphia. And she was there and she gave us a copy of her book. And she was there to talk about her book, which is called I Dare Me, how she spent a year doing new things to get unstuck. Bree, I sat in that room. And I guess, I don't even know, it's over, if I'm 56, it might've been three years into my journey. I know I was, a, I, maybe three to five years into my journey because I, I was a coach at that point. And I was sitting in that room and I had one of those moments, if you can picture like a, a soap opera moment where the room goes silent and the speaker's only talking to me. <laughs> Her constant use of the word dare, doing new, and stepping out of your comfort zone, the combination of those three things that she repeated over and over again, just hit me. Like, I mean, it, it was like a lightning bolt. I'm like, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing what she's talking about right now. She gave me the word that resonated deeply with me to what I felt I had been doing up to that point, which was daring, daring on. And she challenged us to, you know, write down a dare. Mine was zip lining. I did it. <laughs> but I had had a Facebook group at the time for something completely different. And I ran home that day and I changed the name of the Facebook group because I sat in that room. I thought, oh, I'm a mom who dares. And it was, I'm telling you, it was like that light bulb moment. And I ran home and I changed the name of the Facebook group to Moms Who Dare. And that was the birth of my community that I wouldn't, that would lead me to so much more. Okay. And what was it? First of all, like when you first told me about that book, I'm like, I need to read that book because I had a year, I think if anyone listening has heard my story where, you know, I found myself in the middle of a midlife crisis and so I just really paid attention to anything that little, little spark in me. And I would say yes, kind of like you said, like say yes to it. And so, you know, I, I've i said a million times, like I took a B class and I did a beer stein holding contest and all these things that just like anything that I saw that I was like, that's kind of cool, I would do. And I do think that trying those things, it just lights something in you. And there's just yeah. something awesome about that. And I hope that women listening do that like this year, do that, pay attention and say yes. But what was it in particular about the word dare that just stood out so boldly to you that you wanted to adopt it as part of your mission? All right. So for those of you in the personal growth space that have ever done an exercise where you identify your core values, they also say, they, the thought leaders, that core values can shift depending on where you are in your life, but yet you have your three really, the ones you're born with, the core values that never change. And one of my core values is fun and play. I've always thrived in fun and play. And when I look back as a kid, that's a topic for a whole nother conversation. I had a big aha about that. But everything I do has to have some play and fun. And if it doesn't, it doesn't mean I don't have hard days and I things are not hard in my business, but it has to have fun and play. And I, and I do believe in that moment, the word dare just felt fun and playful for me, not scary. It was like, dare. But it was, it did also define that, you know, I was doing things that made me a little uncomfortable and scared. And yet it was exciting at the same time because fear and excitement are really the same feeling. It's just channeling it a little different. And so it gave me a playful term 
for what it was I was doing. And everything I do has to have a, a spin on fun and play. Yeah, I love that. And there is something about, like you said, doing things that make you scared that are at the same time exciting that make you feel alive. Yes. And um, I always notice that when I'm traveling and I do things that like are crazy or whatever, I'm like, oh God, I feel so alive. And so I, I think that dare, it, it is that feeling of, okay, I am I am alive in this moment and in this day. And so I really like that. And just to kind of go back to you talking about core values, if anyone listening is not familiar with core values, I actually, one of my very first episodes is an interview with my friend Shannon, who does a whole exercise on core values. So you can go back and listen to that because core values, like you said, they are kind of a foundation for where you should measure where you are in your life. So yeah, that's that's an important thing to recognize. And I love that yours are play and fun. I wish I was a little bit more that way. I, when I think about myself, I don't think about that, but I love that because I think that's that's such a great spirit. And I can just sense that in your energy, which is just so amazing. I'm sure everyone listening can really get that even through the airways. <laughs> so, okay. I know at first, you know, you had this Facebook group and you really were like, I just want my friends to feel what I feel. And that's how it started, right? Yes. So when I changed the name of the group to Moms Who Dare, and Brie, it actually goes in line with what you just said about like, you don't view yourself as like the, the, the fun and the play is your core value. Not everybody has that as a core value and it's okay. I wanted to get other moms out there and feel what I was feeling through fun play and experiences. So literally I changed the name of the Facebook group and I started posting in there. I'm like, has anybody ever gone to a movie at 1030 in the morning? Well, I'm going, this is what I'm seeing. Join me. Four women would show up and it started to grow. And I'm like, does anybody want to go ax throwing? I hear it's great. I don't know why, but let's go throw axes. People would come and it just started to grow. And I had this core group of like seven to 10 women who would show up, whether it was a movie, whether it was a uh, axe throwing, whether we did an escape the room, whether we did a food tour, walking food tour through a local town near us, we just started doing fun things together. I love that. And so how did it evolve into an actual business and then eventually a membership? Yeah. So, when, uh, you know, if I go back a little bit, when I went, went through my coach training, I did a combination of in-person and virtual. We had a five-day intensive and then it followed up. And in that room, I remember sitting there and everybody going around, there were 10 of us, that everybody, we had to go around and say, what was our intention for a coaching practice? And most everybody in the room said one-on-one, I want a one-on-one practice where they meet one-on-one with somebody and they coach them. And I said, I want community. I just want community. I know it's moms, but I don't know what it's going to look like yet. And it was about a year and a half into planning just little spontaneous fun things to do together that I called seven of the core women who were local. And it was very local at the time to my house. And I told them that I always knew that this was going to be a business and that it's a membership. I wanted to be a membership and I wanted the membership to be a combination of community connections because also, Brie, as moms who are getting ready to launch their children, this is the first time in our lives that our kids are not the conduits to us meeting new girlfriends, new mom mm, friends. Yes. Not standing on the sideline at the soccer field anymore, meeting a new mom. So I wanted it to be about making new friends during this midlife empty nest. I wanted it to be personal growth and development. I could bring what I've learned, my coaching into it. And I wanted it to be, have experiences. 
So it became a membership. And those seven women, I said, I want you to be my founding members. Here's what that look and feels like. And they didn't even hesitate. They're like, we're in whatever you want. And they're still, all of them are still here today as my founding members. I love that so much. And I think you're right. People are craving community. I think that that's, that especially in midlife, just this desire for community. And I love that you fostered that and you created something. And so how has your business evolved since then? So we have about 48 women in the membership. We call ourselves the, the double darers. We're the moms who double dare. <laughs> <There's> like, <laughs> I double dare you. Yes, I love it. Have the laugh. So the moms who dare is a Facebook group. And the moms who double dare are for those moms who really want the deeper connections more of the personal growth with me and the, the more coaching and mentoring with me and um, more experiences presented to them. So the Moms Who Double Dares membership, we're about 48 women strong. Uh, for the first two years or so, we really didn't grow. I, I really worked at fostering what they wanted. They taught me a lot. And um, yeah, I mean, that's really the core of what I do, the membership. And then the speaking part of it, I've always wanted, I discovered my love and my knack for public speaking during my time at the MLM as well. I mean, saying yes to that MLM is the reason that I'm here doing what I'm doing today, Brie. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know you said that, you know, being on a stage just lights you up. And I know I totally resonate with that. A lot of other people, that is like their greatest fear, right? <laughs> you your greatest fear. It is. Yes, but I love that. And I love that you're you it sounds like you're really making it a goal for this next year to step into that, right? Yes. It's a big goal. And and I want to, you know, share with everybody that um I I started thinking about it when I was sitting in the audiences listening to other impactful men and women at these different conferences and meetings I would go to and they would share and I'm like, God, and they were making such a difference in my life. I'm like, I could do that. I could pay it forward and make a difference because it's not about the limelight and the spotlight. It's about making a difference in somebody else's life. Because as I just shared, sitting in an audience, one speaker has the power to say one thing that can change the trajectory of your life. And to me, that's fulfilling. That's the definition of fulfilling for me. That's what I was missing, the community and making that difference. Yeah, so it is my focus moving into 2023. It's been my focus in 2022, uh, having being invited and finding podcasts like like this one. Um, it's it's so fulfilling and it's so exciting. And I and I'm grateful for you for giving me the opportunity to to join you on your platform because seize your midlife. It is about seizing it, right? It so is. And I love what you just said about it's not about the limelight. It's about serving others and making a difference. And something that I just want to grab onto with that and point out to everyone is that when I kept asking, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And, you know, is there all, is this all there is? And all of those questions that I think so many women in midlife are asking, I was kind of coming up with crickets, like mm -hmm. silence, nothing. But when I changed my question to who am I going to serve and how am I going to make a difference? that's when things started coming to me. And so if you are in a place where you don't know what you want to do and you feel lost with your next chapter, asking yourself, how can you make a difference and who can you serve is a game-changing 
mind shift. So think about that. And I love that you just pointed that out, Jody, because that is, I think, such an important piece of also feeling really alive and excited is seeing that you are making an impact in people's lives. Yeah, it's it's fulfilling and it, and it ricochets, right? It's like a boomerang. It's a it, it comes right back at you. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. so I I think the dare on, which is kind of your mantra, you know, you sign your emails, you kind of put that out into the world, dare on, and I love that. What message would you like to share with the women listening about this motto and why they should be adopting it right now? So I have to share with you, I even tattooed it on my wrist almost three years ago. And my father is like, you're trademarking that. If you put that on your wrist, you're trademarking it. I'll tell you what it's all about. And because I, I, I have it everywhere. You're right. I sign my, all my emails say, dare on. I walk in the rooms now and people now say, dare on, Jody. So dare on is a mantra. And I invite anybody who needs a really good mantra in their life to, to use it, write it on a sticky note. Put it wherever you need it. Dare on, if you allow it, will inspire you to dream big. It will drive you to face your fears. It'll give you the strength to persevere and fuel your adventures. It's a reminder. It's a reminder that we have this one life. And if we haven't learned anything in the last few years, it's that it can come to a halt and that it can be short. So why not dare on? It's just a reminder to say, you know what, when you feel stuck, when you feel a little scared, when you feel as if life's hitting you from all sides, you sit with it and say, okay, how can I take one step today to dare on through this? And that's what the mantra is about. I love that. And you are right. It is a great mantra for anyone to adopt to get that fire back in your life. And I love it so much. And I am so grateful that you came on and shared your story today and you know, kind of your, what I call midlife arising, you know, that you took your midlife crisis and you turned it into an arising. And I just love that so much. So thank you for sharing your story. And will you share with everyone where they can find you and your membership and your website and all the things? Oh, yes, absolutely. So absolutely. If you're looking for a community, Moms Who Dare Facebook group, just do a search on Facebook or better yet, just go to jodysilverman.com. There's a link to the Facebook group there. There's a bright hot pink button for the Moms Who Double Dare membership. Check it out. Absolutely join us if you want. But yeah, the, the website has everything. And then um, I'm also on Instagram for those who are a little bit all grouped out on Facebook and you want to follow me on Instagram. It's at Jody underscore Silverman. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jody, for being here today. It was such a great conversation. Bree, thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing out there to support women in this in this amazing, yet challenging, but amazing time of life. You're, you're doing amazing work. I wrote a note about a couple of those episodes you referenced. I'm going to check them out myself. Oh, yay. I can't wait. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. It means more than you know. If you can, tell a friend about the podcast. I would be so grateful. So thank you so much. Have a great day. And dare on. <laughs>